Welcome back to part two of our Halloween special. And guess what? We're all still here for the intro this week. You can't get rid of us this time. (laughs) I mean, you might as well, right? I mean, we might as well. We're already here. Might as well just keep keep doing intros. As always, before we get into this week's episode, uh, we've got some people we like to thank. So, uh, Gary, who would you like to thank? Oh, well, let's uh, first start by thanking Midnight Syndicate for the awesome music they provide. Uh, you can find them at www.midnightsyndicate.com. Sounds good. John, what about you? Oh, I would definitely like to thank Sword Coast Soundscapes for all the ambient noise that we are using throughout the night. And uh, you can find them at youtube.com slash Soundscapes. They do provide some awesome ambient sounds for us. Uh, so if somebody wanted to like wear some merch and wear that out and about to support us, where might they find that, Philip? Oh, you know, they could find that at diebythesordpodcast.com. You can get like stickers and shirts and all sorts of stuff. Uh, and you should support, support your local podcasts. Locally sourced. Locally sourced. At least for Dallas people. It's locally well, sourced. I mean, true. Or let us but know where you're at. We'll come visit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We'll, we'll source it locally there. Yeah. We're up for a road trip. Road trip, road trip. <laughs> but. If you could also rate and review us uh, wherever you get your podcasts, that would really help us out. Absolutely. Keith, where might people be able to follow us? Man, we're everywhere. We're on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. So get interactive with the community. Sounds good. And uh, didn't I hear that we have a subreddit as well? We sure do. Gary Gary G started that up, so we have that now. Perfect. Hey. I know nothing about subreddit, but if you guys do, go ahead and hop on there. So yeah, I think we're ready to get into uh, this second part of our Halloween special. If you like the Vampire the Masquerade show that we're doing, uh, go ahead and let us know at diebythesordpodcast at gmail.com or hit us up on one of our uh, social medias and uh, let us know if you want us to continue doing something with Vampire or you just want us to stick with our regular you know, carry and crown stuff. But anyway, let us know. All right, let's get into this week's episode. So how's everyone feeling with the whole Vampire the Masquerade thing? I really enjoy it. I mean, it's it's modern time, so I miss the, the not knowing what modern culture is. But other than that, I, I think that it's it's just it's a it's it's a different take on on the uh, uh, fantasy world, the the role playing. Mm-hmm. And you still get the fantasy, but it's more horror fantasy. But I mean. Even with Carrie and Crown, we're still doing horror fantasy, but this is more 
horror that people know. Right. Also, we can we don't have to depend on ether mail. We can actually email people. That's true. No, <laughs> no ethereal mail is needed for this. I mean, there some might happen, especially with you playing a Tremere and Blood Wizards. They might find a you know find something to do with ethereal mail. I like it for a change of pace. I thought it was. I think it's pretty cool. It's a uh, you know, it's it's definitely different. I've never played this system before, and it's fairly simple too. So that's kind of kind of nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. I I actually like the modern times because since I got into this stuff way late, like you talk about the world and I'm like, I have no idea where we're trying to go, <laughs> what we're trying to do, <laughs> but you're like, Oh, right. we're going to Frisco. I'm like, Oh, I know that. <laughs> I know what Frisco yeah, I know where that is, you know, stuff like that. So I kind of like, I kind of like it in the modern, modern times. Yeah. It's a definitely a different take. That's for sure. One thing that is very different about it is it vampire doesn't rely as much. I feel like on dice rolls, it's a lot of role play. Which I personally love. Um, I mean, yeah, I like rolling dice too. Um, but as an actor, I love the role play side of the Vampire the Masquerade. Yeah, that's kind of fun and a little intimidating. Not being as like not being an actor background, I'm just like trying to do it, and I'm like, I don't know. It. I'm not gonna say it's harder than trying to do Showbear's stuff, but I try. I'm, since it's not as dice heavy, it's definitely leaves more room to have to have to talk and have to do stuff. Mm-hmm. I like to think of it as like an eight year old with a potty mouse. Cause I remember playing <laughs> with toys and, that's true. and all that stuff. That's, that's basically what we're doing, we're, but we're the toys. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, pretty much. So this, this episode will be releasing after Halloween. First one did release on Halloween. This one will Yay. come out a little bit later. Um, how was everyone's Halloween? Did y'all get any trick or treaters? Did y'all go out and do stuff? How was it? I feel bad because I went to go get my Halloween candy on Halloween, and there was none to be had. Mm-hmm. It was all gone, so I had to sit in my house like a jerk with the lights off, and I could hear the the the, the children and the frivolity and the Halloween all outside my door. And the egg slamming against your window. <laughs> That's one of the things I was afraid of. Uh, but I really, really wish I didn't wait to get the candy. But I didn't want the candy in there to tempt me. Yeah. I went to a Halloween costume party. And the requirements were you either come in a costume or you will be costumed when you arrive. Oh. Okay. So then. someone someone did arrive without a costume and they turned him into a soccer ball. <laughs> <laughs> All right, then. So, like, yes, it was fun. Like like face paint soccer ball or uh, how did they turn him into a soccer ball? Well, actually, what they did is they just they, kicked him a lot. <laughs> yeah, they t- you're a soccer ball now. They took, <laughs> yeah, you're a soccer ball. No, they took the uh, outside covering of a soccer ball and uh, they made him wear it as a hat all night long. OK, OK. That, I mean, that's not so bad. It's not too bad. Yes, and I also arrived at my Halloween thing uncostumed, but I didn't get my costume until um, I was uh, laying down to go to sleep and they painted my face. <laughs> hmm. Did that really happen? Yeah. <clears throat> nice. <laughs> I sat at home on Halloween, didn't do anything, bought candy for trick-or-treaters, 
but no one knocked on the door. So now I'm just stuck with a giant bowl of candy. Oh, wow. I'll be right over. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I, I bought a costume for this year, too, but uh, I didn't have anywhere to wear it since our work Halloween thing got canceled because nobody signed up for the costume contest. Boo earns. What was your costume? I got one of the Squid Games costumes. Oh, yeah, well, we talked about that last week. Mm-hmm. You did You did have a photo shoot with it, so that's what matters. That's the only, <laughs> that is the only time I have worn that costume is when I did that nice. photo shoot. And that's perfect. But I kind of wish that uh, I had known ahead of time that things were going to get canceled, because then I would have not spent as much money on a costume and just uh, done something more with makeup. I can do a photo shoot with that and cost a lot less. <laughs> right. Hmm. Yeah, because that one's that one's time sensitive as well. So you can't wear it next year because everybody be like, "So lame! That's so last year. Right? That's so last year." <laughs> what what if, what if they come out with Squid Games? 2? Yeah, you, Squid you gotta hope. Yeah, you gotta hope that they come out with Squid Games too right before Halloween next year. And they wear the I same mean, color tracksuit yeah. and everything. <laughs> what if they have a different tracksuit for different seasons? Yeah, next year it's red, and you're just like, "Ah, oh, god damn it! <laughs> damn it! I look like a fool." Yeah. You see him with like with colors <laughs> dying, trying to trying to color the green to the red. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> uh, I mean, if nothing else, I've at least got you know another you know jacket I can wear when it's uh, a little chilly, and uh, the shirt that goes underneath is more like a jersey like material, so like I can wear it for softball practice. Hey, there you, there go. you go. Yeah, silver linings. Softball practice turns into squid games. Uh oh. <laughs> I do kind of wish that I uh I was still young enough to go trick or treating because I always love dressing up and going out. Now I feel like I never have anywhere to dress up and go and do anything. I usually go out dressed as an old man and it's very effective. <laughs> 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 I feel like lately if I dress up for anything, it's just for work and then it has to be work appropriate. Yeah, with our costumes at work, you couldn't you couldn't wear a mask. You couldn't have any sort of weapon at all. Uh, your name ha- your name badge had to be showing at all times. So it kind of killed. You want to dress up as anything has kind of killed it. Wait, you mm-hmm. couldn't you couldn't wear a mask. Yeah, you can't. Any nothing covering your face you couldn't wear it. But shouldn't we be wearing masks? But don't <laughs> different type of masks. Well, it. Isn't it isn't. <laughs> yeah. You couldn't be sub zero. There you go. I guess you yeah. I think that that would be a very fitting yeah. costume for these days. Or Scorpion. Yeah. Or Rain. Or Aramac, Or Noob Sabat. Or Noob Sabat. Or Smoke. Yeah. <laughs> Don't forget the ladies. Or Katana, Katana and Melina. And Melina. Yep. Rain. Jade. Oh not Rain. Jade. Uh, Jade. Jade. Yep, that's the one. Chameleon. Reptile. Reptile, yeah. Do get all of them? I think so. How come there's no lady robots? <laughs> I don't know. There, there wasn't though. Nope. Mm-mm. <laughs> Keith, you got over there. What? No, I was, or... I was thinking through them. I was like, is there one? Oh, but I don't. Yeah, I don't think there's one, think one that is a robot. Cyrex, Sector, Smoke, Sub Zero. Were there any other? Ro- they all, Jax, they all Jax is kind of half do. robot. Hey, well, yeah, he's a cyborg. Just his arms. <laughs> Uh, Fleshlight? What? <laughs> <laughs> That's the DLC package. That doesn't come with the regular yeah. game. Right. 
You know, as much as I love Mortal Kombat, I never went as a Mortal Kombat character for Halloween. I don't know I why. Did. I went I went as Sub-Zero one year. Oh, hell yeah. yeah. I feel like that's who I would go as if I went as one. But Yeah, because if I went as Scorpion, I'd be hitting people in the face with my life. <laughs> <laughs> Just, I'd be smacking everybody. Right. <laughs> Although now, because I'm, you know fat i'd probably just be bo raicho <laughs> nice just walk around like drunk all the time mm-hmm. throw up on people <laughs> 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 well he's a drunken yeah. master true <laughs> uh, that was like one of my favorite uh like spanish jokes was his name yeah because drunk in spanish is borracho he was bo raicho Wait, so borracho beans are drunk? Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, if I'd known that, I'd be eating a whole lot more of them. Well, I mean, <laughs> it cooks off, but yes, there's some alcohol in there. <laughs> On that note, uh, so yeah. So last episode, we went, figured out, you know, you guys are all vampires, learned a bit about the world and, you know, what it's like to be a vampire, fed at a club. And then ended up at the Red Star, and there was a, a weird, you know, nightmare about someone's sire. What we didn't talk about, though, was while almost everyone else was having, like, almost this either death-like sleep, or they were having some memories of their past, so more of their, their past is starting to come clear. Sam started having, like, these visions of being back in that gunfight with the, the second inquisition and feeling like there was something that took over him and aimed the gun at the guy's head. Like he was, he was aiming to, to maim the guy, but not kill him, but something took over and he's just reliving that over and over and not being able to, to stop the beast from taking over. And he's filled with all of this remorse in the process of killing this member of the second inquisition and the beast coming out and breaching the masquerade briefly, Sam gained a stain on his humanity. Yeah. So normally with stains on the humanity at the end of a session is when you would roll a remorse check to see if you can get rid of the stains. We're going to go ahead and start things off with this remorse check. Normally, I would have everybody roll if you had a stain on your your humanity, but right now, Sam is the only one that does. So, to roll this check, how many... Where are you at humanity-wise? You got humanity seven? I've got seven, but I've got that stain, so... Okay. uh, I know that humanity goes to ten, but again, I have that one stain, so I've got two free humanities and one tainted humanity. Okay. So for this remorse check, so if you're at Humanity 7, that gives you three blank boxes with you know nothing in them that adds up to 10. To roll a remorse check, you would roll a die for each of those blank boxes. But since you have a stain, that takes one away. So you're going to roll two dice. Cool. 2d10. Here we go. Okay. So that comes up and gives us two successes. Since you have two successes... All of the stains are removed, and you retain your humanity at the level it's at. So your character is expressing an overwhelming sense of guilt over what they've what they have done. 
if you had had zero successes on that, you would have still removed the stain, but you would have lost a level of humanity, believing that the violence, deceit, or other behavior that you performed was perfectly justified. Okay, so this is where Sam and I differ, according to this role, because... I think that it was justified. I mean, they were chasing after us. They're going to kill us. But apparently Sam is, is does not have that same uh, thought. Well, again, it wasn't it wasn't just the fact that you killed him that you got the stain for. Because killing in self-defense can be forgiven. It's protecting yourself. What happened in that case was the beast came out, and the beast was the one that took over. And that's why you gain the stain on that because it wasn't you firing it was the beast firing okay i can see that uh so just so we know going forward if you do take stains so things that can can gain stains on your humanity will be things like uh feeding without consent or harming someone unprovoked uh obviously killing uh when feeding or when the beast takes over anytime you gain a stain on your humanity. You will mark them as slashes on your humanity tracker, uh, marking these starting from the box on the right. If at any point you gain more stains than you have spaces for on your humanity track, you will start marking one aggravated damage, so an X, on your willpower track. If this happens, you will then be impaired which is a state that renders you incapable of doing any further actions that may trigger anything that would cause a stain. Additionally, you will lose two dice from all tests until you go through a remorse test. So is it multiple choice or is it essay? <laughs> mm, it's more essay. There might be some true-false, though. True or false, if the train is moving at 60,000 miles an hour... <laughs> well, I asked my essay... How fast it was going. <laughs> he said. <laughs> so there is that. After Sam deals with his guilt and Pope is dealing with, you know, this message from his sire, your eyes all pop open at sundown, alert and ready to go. You feel your hunger, your endless companion, and you briefly reminisce about the events from last night and the vivid dreams that you may have experienced. The bartender comes and directs you upstairs. You can feel his pulse and his heartbeat. He's mortal. For a moment, you struggle with your desire to sate your hunger. Then you wonder if he's into the whole deal. As you make your way up the stairs and find your way to the ground floor, you meet with Sage and Jackie, who you met last night. Ah! Good evening, my friends. Did you sleep all right? As well as could be expected, I suppose, with uh, given the circumstances. I mean, could have been worse. You could have been sleeping, you know, like in the trunk of a car. So, I mean... That's true. It's not the best accommodations, but it was safe. Yes, thank you for your hospitality. Of course. Now, uh, so Marcus never checked in last night, and uh, we haven't heard from him. So... Um, I need to make a few phone calls, so I'm going to leave you in the hands of Sage here. She'll take really good care of you. And the girl that you met last night that took you downstairs and seemed completely uninterested in anything shows up in this bright, bubbly personality. 
Oh, good morning, my friends. How are you? Hi. Lord, you had your coffee this morning, haven't you? Oh, yeah. Um, well, we can't have coffee. Uh, that makes us sick. But um, isn't the moonrise just so beautiful this time of year? Oh, that's right. Y'all haven't been outside yet. For ne Never mind. Never mind. So, um, everyone sleep okay? I, I know those mattresses aren't the best, but there's only so much I can do. So I'm still going through my crisis of conscience mm -hmm. uh, about, you know, trying to maim, but I accidentally killed. So I'm not real talkative right now. I'm just, I never, ever liked killing, to be honest. So uh, Sam is very reserved. Sam is, is very cautious of what he says next. Ooh, I don't know what's going on here, but your aura is like all just like black and dark and stuff everyone else then seems okay but yours is just all dark so what's what what's going on here hmm? i'm a killer i've I... just because we're kindred you don't have to call yourself a killer but that's the the nature of the beast is i'm going to kill it's it's very hard for me it's very hard sometimes it's unavoidable like okay Maybe it'll help. Sometimes it helps to talk about this. My counselor, when I was you know, still alive, told me that things were, were good to talk about sometimes. Uh, so what happened? And let's see if we can work through this. I'm here for you. <laughs> That's Lord, very nice. She's prettier than a pumpkin. <laughs> oh, that is so sweet. Thank you. <laughs> I, I, there's nothing really you can do. I mean, it's, I don't want to kill. I killed. Now I feel bad. Does, I mean, only time will heal this. I don't think any platitudes are going to help me. Okay, okay, fine. Well, if you ever need to talk, I'm here. If not, go, I don't know, wallow in your self-pity. Whatever. <laughs> oh, gotcha. <laughs> hey, speaking of uh, weird things going on right now, why do you have a human working at your... Your vampire hotel. You oh, know. you mean Richard. A oh. tasty, lovely human. <laughs> uh, so, he is a ghoul. So, every once in a while, like, you know, once a month or so, he gets, you know, a taste of vampire blood. And that, you know, makes him loyal. And he, he is stronger. And he is able to watch out for us and provide our daytime needs. Interesting. I've heard that, but they were called familiars. So, that might be, well, I guess you could call them a familiar if you wanted to. Uh, we call them ghouls when they have uh, some of our our blood. I was expecting something way different when I heard the term ghoul first. Well, what were you expecting? Something a little more ghoulish, I guess. <laughs> oh, we're, we're not monsters. <laughs> Does he eat bugs? No, no. Uh, uh, this is not, you know, Bram Stoker's Dracula. They got so many things wrong in that book. So many things. <laughs> and you think Bram would know better. He's one of us. Wait, Wait. what? <laughs> oh, I probably shouldn't have said that, but y you would have found out soon enough. So level with me here. Elvis? I think Elvis is actually like either a mage or a changeling or something. I I don't. He's not one of us. 
but he's something supernatural. Oh Lord, he's one of them. <laughs> yeah, how does uh how does Pope feel about the king being a? Uh... <laughs> well, I'm not. I'm. I wasn't around when uh, the king was actually recording stuff, so he's kind of old news to me. Also, we're yeah, lying about our ages now. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, don't confuse John for Pope. <laughs> <laughs> Like I've, I've heard some of Elvis's music, not really my style. I'm more of like you know, um, Britney or Christina or you know like Aqua. <laughs> Let's break Damn, that down, Barbie girl. Let's break this down <laughs> because they only have one hit. How yeah, and I listen to it Aqua. on repeat. Are <laughs> <laughs> you? Um. Hello, I look like a Barbie girl, so I listen to that all the time. <laughs> yeah, you totally do. So, anyway, uh, so one thing I know that Jackie wanted me to go over with you guys is the whole um, kindred factions thing. Uh, I'm sure you heard that tossed around a few times. Uh, so, we're part of the Anarch Movement. Welcome. Uh, so, yes, obviously, I think you should totally join the Anarch movement, but I'm not going to force you or anything. Whatever you do, though, make sure that your little coterie here sticks together. And coterie is what we call, you know, like little groups of vampires. That's your coterie because y'all are like bonded together for whatever reason. I don't know. I don't get into your personal stuff. <laughs> we woke up in a freezer. Sure. Okay. <clears throat> anyway. But ultimately, stick together. It is tough out there for vampires on their own without a crew. You would probably die. So stick together. Now, the Anarch Movement that, again, I highly recommend that you join because, hey, me. Mm. Anyway, <clears throat> the Anarch Movement is freedom from fascists and capitalists and other assholes. So, like, these elders, they try to hoard all of the resources and keep all of the blood to themselves and push us younger, more attractive kindred under the bus and into the hands of the Inquisitors. How rude. Not on my watch. So, so the, 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 the Council of Vampires, they don't like this faction? It, okay, so we have... Our anarch, so we're very anti-like fascists and all that stuff. But the main faction of the good vampires, uh, those would be like the Camarilla. They're all, you know, high and mighty, and they all think they're better than all of us. Ooh, Gary, you mean they can <laughs> they can totally like drown in a rainstorm? Uh, yeah. Gotcha. See, this one gets it. This one gets it. <laughs> About that time, Jackie comes back into the room. So, is one of... I'm sure you wouldn't know that yet. Um, look, I just... I just heard that one of y'all's sires is actually still alive and out there somewhere. We were hoping that all of your sires would be alive, and we haven't found the others yet. But... There's a gangrel at the Armitage Hotel that's requesting a presence 
with Pope. Ooh, you got somebody looking for you? Ooh, and he wants presents. Um, <laughs> I'm fixing to go there. That sounds like a good, right, nice place to be. So, I understand, and I'm pretty sure he's inviting you because he's Josiah. Um, so I, I totally get wanting to go see him. What confuses me is that the Armitage Hotel is a Camarilla location. What does that mean? So, did uh, Sage here talk about our factions? No, she didn't, she didn't well, mention anything. She, <laughs> she talked about some anarchy crap. She talked a lot, but said nothing. <laughs> so, we are part of the the Anox movement. So, you know, we stand up, you know, like fascists and capitalists and assholes and, you know, the, the you know, stand up to the man kind of thing. The Camarilla, they are a political faction that would rather have nothing to do with us. I mean, they've circled their wagons against the Second Inquisition and dabble very little in our affairs. And frankly, I'd prefer to keep it that way. They've got a million rules about population control and upholding the secret of our existence. Now, and yet upholding the secret of our existence, we don't want, you know, the Second Inquis Inquisition to come after us. But just, they've got so many rules. And, uh, so he chimes in with, yeah, fucking fascist assholes. I hate them so much. It's just, I mean, you're immortal. Why spend it being such a dick to others? Now. If you want to go to the Armitage Hotel, totally understand. I'll provide you with transportation and drive it to get there. I'd like to see him. I know it's probably going to hell on a scholarship, but it'll be okay. Okay, then. So? So, why weren't you this bubbly yesterday? Because uh, it was almost sunrise. Uh-huh. And it just oh, drained your energy? Crank. Get a little, get a little I mean, cranky. Did, did you not feel it too? I mean, I felt sleepy, but I didn't feel like like I needed to just have no personality at all. <laughs> get her! How dare you drag her, read her? <laughs> so now you don't say. So the this wrong is thing, now boy. this is awkward. I just ask why your personality changed so much. <laughs> you didn't have to get all mean to me. You're the one being mean no. to me. Calm mm -hmm. it down. No. I expect a, an apology. Absolutely not. And a compliment. <laughs> and a compliment. <laughs> um, I like this personality better than the one yesterday? It seems backhanded, but I'll allow it. Ooh, got her. <laughs> Get good. Well, anyway... If you're going to go to this Armitage Hotel, I wouldn't wait till the end of the night to go. So I assume y'all should make your way there. Yes, I definitely want to go there. So y'all head out to, to meet your driver that's going to take you over to the Armitage Hotel. Is our driver a, a, a ghoul? Uh, not always. Sometimes they are, but not always. Should we stop for takeout on the way? Do we, do we <laughs> eat takeout? <laughs> I mean, Wait. Yes, they're called roadside roadside people. Oh <laughs> shit! Just a homeless guy randomly on the side. You're like, hey, that guy looks good. Let's go. <laughs> so that well, does that... remind me. There's, I want to say it's in season 
three of Buffy. There's a scene where they pull up to a... It's one of the bad guys. They pull up to a drive-thru and then he just grabs the guy from the counter or from the, the window and pulls him into the car to feed on him. <laughs> Jesus. Take out. Yep. Mm-hmm. What was his name? Mr. 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 Trick, wasn't Mr. it? Mr. Trick. That was it. I was just thinking that. Like, what if, like, there are vampire-ran uh, restaurants and you have to say, like, a secret word and then, like, you get the blood plate. Ooh. You know what I mean? <laughs> the platelets? Yeah, the platelets. <laughs> yeah. Like, what if, I'm what here if for that's the how platelets. it works? <laughs> there could be. Be like you're if not that should be our campaign the rest of our campaign be like your marinara okay, sauce, your marinara sauce looks really thin be like it does doesn't it because <laughs> it hasn't coagulated <laughs> but it is nice and Sicilian. Uh. <laughs> so you get into Jackie's luxurious limousine that she has provided for you and it takes you through the dirty parts of the city. Under every freeway overpass, tent cities proliferate. Beggars with cardboard signs plead for spare change whenever the car stops at an intersection. But abruptly, that all ends over the length of a single city block. No more tent cities or panhandlers. All the buildings are shiny and new. Everyone on the street is beautiful and trendy. And looming over all of it is the Armitage Hotel. So we're in Uptown. I, I'm thinking like like the Hunger Games when they go into the city. <laughs> yeah, basically. So we're basically in Uptown. In the, in we're the in capital. Uptown. Yeah. As you pull up to the hotel, you get out, make your way inside. Inside, wealthy tourists toting designer luggage check in at the Cherrywood Hospitality Desk. The opulence dazzles all of you and you feel decidedly out of place among such fashionable people before you can do much else a tall woman approaches you she wears a beautiful blue and white suit her jewelry subtly indicating her allegiance she introduces herself as allison shaking each of your hands hi my name is allison so nice to meet all of you I've been sent to come collect you by uh, your progenitor, so please come with me. What is progenitor? Because progeny is your offspring. What is? Is it your parents? Yeah. It's yeah. a cool way to say parents. So if you follow her, she she leads the way to the bank of elevators. There's one elevator on the the far side that she uses a key fob to activate. You all feel like you're constantly being watched while you're here you notice hidden security cameras throughout the entire building kind of following you along the way you make your way into the executive elevator and she presses the r button and the elevator starts going up see we are going to a restaurant is this the rent house what does r stand for in an elevator oh i'm I'm taking you to the rooftop roof I'm so dumb. Isn't this supposed to be P for penthouse? <laughs> oh, it's not at the penthouse. It's a, This is the rooftop bar. Oh, it's above the penthouse. Oh, shit. Also stands for Ritzy. <laughs> right. <laughs> it does stand for it. He, you know what? He may be a mongrel or a gangrel or whatever, but <laughs> he speaks the truth. As you 
reach the rooftop level, the door opens, and there are several large, burly men standing outside, looking like they're waiting for you. If you don't mind, we'll need to search you for weapons before you make your way into the bar. You can search my weapon anytime. Hey. <laughs> uh, also, what weapons do they find on us? We all have our pistols and stuff. Mm-hmm. Dude, my pants are so tight, you, they look like sausages. Oh, my legs. Whoa. No. Like, <laughs> whoa. Is that your Damn. other power? You got more than one now? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I have a question about that. Mm-hmm. Do you have to do a check? Do you have to do a check? They, I mean, they wouldn't be very hidden. Unless you're going to cause any trouble and not allow them to search you. No, I'm gonna I'm gonna allow it. I, yeah, I think maybe we should tell them up, up front too of like yeah, hey, we did come prepared for any possible trouble, so don't want you to get too you know, it's not get too don't crazy when you find a, a piece on me. I think I'd play Understood. it like 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 if they're searching for weapons, I would hand them my pistol. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just like I'm not handing over my claws. <laughs> that would be kind of hard. <laughs> uh, thank you for your for your honesty and not making us find those. Uh, we still need to search it, just in case. Um, they do a quick pat down. Oh, they're going to find that knife that, uh, that Philip took. Shut up, Gary! Shut up! <laughs> <laughs> Pup's over here going, pat me down, big boy. Pat me down. few rules before uh, you... Well, one primary rule before you make your way into the bar. Uh, this bar is known as an Elysium. So, no fighting. That okay. goes for all members here. No fighting in Elysium. That, that works for me. The guards let you through. And as you step inside, you see that the bar is as beautiful and trendy as the rest of the hotel. Kindred and ghouls alike are on couches as they overlook the glittering lights outside. The bartender here looks as though he lives only to make sure the characters here get what they desire. There are half a dozen other ghouls wearing all black clothing and earpieces keeping an eye out for trouble. And then Pope sees a face that he hasn't seen in quite some time. As far as he knows. Except... You don't see the rugged, feral-looking man. You see a, a large, burly man, still has the full beard, but his hair is cut short, and he's wearing a suit. He's sitting in a high-backed armchair overlooking the city. What do you do? Pope would ignore all the other people and walk towards this man. Ah, my prodigal child returns. I had no doubt we'd meet again. You are of strong blood, of course. Be welcome, you and your companions. What can I get for you? Uh, vintage blood wine? A nice A negative would be great. <laughs> nice taste. So do you think they could really taste the difference between like an O positive <laughs> and an A negative and an AB whatever? Oh, they have to be able to, right? That would. I mean, it's different proteins. I and would stuff. think so. Yeah. It's like a... now the real question is if they can taste the difference between like 
German versus Mexican versus <laughs> Italy, 1920. Mm, tastes good. <laughs> also, does it does it age like wine? See, that's what I was gonna say. Probably not. You get all those pollutants in your blood. You're like, oh, this guy's working a coal mine. <laughs> if I know anything about vampires, they love that virgin blood. Yeah. The first thing I want to ask him is, so, after we parted, what happened? The Second Inquisition is what happened. I tried to, uh, I tried to rouse you and bring you with me, but you wouldn't stir. I was hoping you'd get away. I'm very glad that you did. Well, they had me for a while. Actually, us. Sorry to hear that, but, again, I'm quite happy to see that you have escaped and found your way here. Well, we do plan to make them pay for their indiscretions. Understandably. Which goes into why I have asked to meet with you. Recently, as you can see, I have secured membership in the Camarilla. My future is thus assured. I want to make you the same offer. Not of membership. Not right now, of course. But... We can help and support each other. You work with me on a few current projects, and in a few years, all this could be yours. So I'll, I'll be in high cotton too? Yes. If one has the gift of eternal life, why spend it sleeping in grubby bars? You may ask yourself, what can I offer you? Well, a safe haven for one. Safety against the Inquisition. We know how to deal with them. I can grant you uh, superior hunting grounds. The Camarilla has the best territory in the city. You won't have to sneak around and risk poaching. Any vampire worth their blood should want and be worthy of membership in the Camarilla. This organization has done more to protect vampire society than any other group in our history. Only the Camarilla stopped the First Inquisition. Do you really think the Anarchs have the power to stand against the Second Inquisition? No. They'll die screaming in the streets. I beg you, do not join them and see such an end for yourself. I can only imagine what Marcus and his friends may have told you. I feel for them, I really do. We used to be like a family. There's nothing that would make me happier than seeing all of my friends enjoying the protection of the Camarilla. Well, your offer is pretty outstanding. We'll definitely consider it. I have a question. Yes. For the GM. <laughs> yes. Um, so, are we being offered two separate, like, like, Either go with tarot card lady or go with this guy? Yes. Okay. So why did she let us come here then? If she... Well, it appears like it's anarchists versus old well, they're... style vampires. Well, they're both good factions though. And obviously there's like a, other factions that they're... That are out there. Right. Now I'm... I'm sure that Marcus and his friends have told you all about the... 
the Anarch movement and how horrible the Camarilla is. But did they really tell you anything about the Camarilla? Honestly, some of the things they said did make sense about the Camarilla, where they, they told us you guys have rules and controls of secrets and, and whatnot, which, I mean, let's be honest, you can't live this long and uh, just let anybody create vampires or let your let everybody know about them. I mean, it, it is true. We do have our, our rules and our structures and our protection of the masquerade. It has helped us ever since the first Inquisition and has protected us from those of other factions such as the Sabbat. Do not get in with them. Sabbat? They are... What is that? The Sabbat is a faction that... So we observe the masquerade. We blend into human society as much as we can and retain our humanity. The Sabbat is all about allowing the beast to take over and treating the humans as cattle. While we do need the blood of the living to feed and survive, there's no need for us to treat ourselves as a superior being, even though we are. You see, the Camarilla was formed when centuries ago, the mortals rose up against us. Camarilla was formed in response after the First Inquisition devastated us in Europe. Since then, we have spread across the globe. We offer a better, safer society than what came before. In years past, joining with the Camarilla was as simple as swearing fealty to the local prince. But escalating conflict has caused us to close our ranks a bit. Potential members now must prove their worth and their loyalty. Exactly how is that done? You would perform certain quests and tasks to show that you are worthy of membership. Uh, having a connection to someone who is already a member is always good for your report card. I wish that I could just go forward and talk to the prince and get you in immediately, but unfortunately, this city is a bit different. You see, every Camarilla city is ruled by a prince, an elder of our kind whose word is law. The Primogen Council, those are uh, local leaders of each of the Camarilla clans. They advise the prince and share in the management of the city. Here, though, the Anarchs roam free. There is no prince to cull their numbers. But don't fear. We are working to change the situation. So this is probably local. But when you say city, mm -hmm. do you mean, does, does, does Addison have its own? <laughs> I would probably say, like, there would be a prince over all of DFW. Okay. Like the Metroplex. And there'd be, like, a prince for Austin and a prince for Houston. Gotcha. What about, like, Ennis? <laughs> I'm sure it's that would probably like a duke, a yeah. duchy. Yeah, <laughs> that would probably fall more under like 
whatever major city it's closest to would probably be where the the prince would would be. So I mean, we we could spend a while going into like the hierarchy of the Camarilla, such as like the prince, the primogen council. There are sheriffs, which are like the vampire police force. You mean like true blood enforces the laws? Yeah, pretty much. So what about Waco? Does it get its own, or does it have to go with? <laughs> Down it might be large there. enough that it might it might get its own. Yeah, because since it's kind of in the middle, then they'd have to fight for it, right? Mm-hmm. So, Waco might have its own. It wouldn't be as... Like, if you were the Prince of Waco, it wouldn't be as, you know, prestigious as the Prince of Dallas-Fort Worth. Okay, but since you're from the area, we're going to make you the Prince of Waco. Sweet. <laughs> uh, I am... Pope is going to press uh, his progenitor... For two things. One, his name. And two, what does he mean by culling their numbers? So, my apologies. I forget that you didn't already know my name. I am Eirik. Eirik, I am Pope. Pleasure to officially meet you. Now, when I say culling of their numbers, I, I don't mean killing them, of course. I mean... Persuading them into the Camarilla. Reduce the number of Anarchs in the city and increase those following the rules. Look, you don't have to make any decisions right now. Take some time. Think about it. About that time, Allison makes her way back over. I'm, I'm terribly sorry to interrupt, but... um. There's something that the four of you should know. One of our operatives has intercepted um, some information. It appears the Second Inquisition has a recording of you. Oh. And we just we just have a copy of it. Would you like to see it? Guys, I thought we destroyed that video. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't make no video, but that's okay. We'll check it out. Okay, come with me. I'll, I'll, I'll take you back here to the security office. She takes you back into a security office, but it's not like any security office you've ever seen. It's a large, dimly lit room with humongous flat-screen TVs surrounded by luxurious and comfortable seating. She plays the video. It's short and looks rough, but you can clearly see yourselves depicted in it. It shows you wandering around the walk-in freezer of the restaurant you fled last night. Begins as you wake up and rise to your feet, and it breaks off a few seconds later. These moments are shown in a repeating loop, which Allison allows to loop for a few iterations. She pauses the video and increases the lighting of the room to discuss it. Now, the Second Inquisition having this recording is very dangerous. If this gets into the wrong hands, this could be a masquerade breach. I think it is imperative that you locate the Second Inquisition and retrieve this recording. So the Second Inquisition just leaked our nudes. <laughs> Basically. Basically. So it seems like finding them will be step one, but that can't be easy if they can't just be freely we do have 
we do have some intel to figure out where they are. <clears throat> Finding them will not be the hard part. You will more than likely have to fight your way through them to get to the recording. Can they be persuaded to give us the recording without a... It's the Inquisition. There was nothing about the first one that would would assume that there would be anything but hostile towards us. No, I think he means can we mind control them? Yeah. Oh, is that part? Yes, probably. Let's do it. (laughs) You can attempt to for sure. Just remember, in order to use your mind abilities, especially as neonate vampires, you will have to be up close. They may resist. How close are we talking? All up on. Pretty much. Very close. Very close. Mm, now, okay. If you choose to do this, one of our drivers, who is a ghoul, will take you in a bulletproof limousine. I mean, what if we don't do it? Then you risk facing charges of a masquerade breach. But we ain't even do nothing. I mean, is that like a sm- <laughs> is that like a small fine or? I mean, <laughs> no, nah, sounds pretty devastating. I think. Let's just say you don't want. How do I phrase this? It's bad. Okay. <laughs> hey, you, these are some big TVs. Y'all play PlayStation or Xbox in here? Um, I'm sure someone does. I I do not. I. That's not something that I keep up with. Well, we could throw some How tur- old are we you? could throw some tournaments in here. I'm 30. No, not you. Oh me? I'm yes. sorry. I'm I'm 30. <laughs> <laughs> and you don't ever use these for gaming. That's a waste. No, I do not have time. Yes, you're busy kidnapping people and exposing their secrets. Oh no, I I don't kidnap anyone. I mostly look after Iric and make sure he's taken care of. I bet you, I bet you do. <laughs> but does Iric play? Um, he comes in here for the football games, but I don't know if he. I don't know that he cares so much about video games. You know, Iric plays Madden. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna. It is possible. I'm gonna need to be on the invite list for that next football game, though. <laughs> right. That is that is that is a possibility. Are you a Vikings fan? Uh, <laughs> no, no. Well, Eric is. <laughs> Feel sorry for him then. <laughs> he can get a bit um, upset watching these games. I mean, I've been a Dallas fan for the last you know twenty years, so I feel I feel you, <laughs> feel you. <laughs> we know how you can be. So, shall I uh, radio for the driver to meet you downstairs? And what do you guys... Sure. Um, can I get my guns back? Oh, yes. Uh, you can take your guns when you leave. Do, do you have better guns than what we have? <laughs> can we upgrade a little bit? Unfortunately, anything that I would have would be comparable to what you already have. Wow. So you... Oh, but can we, get, can we get those as, like, backup? No. So, so you got all these TVs and all these nice places, and you telling me you don't have upgraded guns for us? Also, got... this is Dallas, Texas. Just now. <laughs> oh, you we, got some pistols? Uh, we have, well, 
they are kindred um, and don't really rely too heavily on fancy guns. Gotcha. Okay, that makes sense. No, it doesn't. It does not at all. <laughs> this place should have guns, and I'm upset about it. You want me to go kill these people with some pistols? Some motherfucking pistols? Motherfucking pistol? I gotta reload like every every like five shots. I gotta oh, hang on. <laughs> <laughs> well, first of all, <laughs> six shooters have at least six shots. That's true. Are you carrying a six Second shooter? of all, <laughs> and how, how do you know that this isn't a like? Semi-automatic pistol. Oh, do we got like some? Yeah. Is that what we're working with? Not necessarily, but I mean, you probably got a clip that's got. Do I got a banana clip? No, <laughs> no, <laughs> no, not hair, no, maybe it's just no. like a little bitty tiny like pistol, but it's got this just gigantic <laughs> <laughs> this giant clip hanging just, down. It's it's two feet long. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's funny. Well, okay, I guess we got to work with what we got, I guess. All right. So you head downstairs and get in your bulletproof limo. Sweet. So the driver eventually pulls up to a kind of dark area of South Dallas. And you see a very similar white van to the one that chased you before. This one's undamaged, though, so you know it's not the same white van. And you see a few humans standing outside. Humans. What do you do? Drive by? Wait, we don't have real guns to do that. We just got to shoot pistols at them. (laughs) Right? (laughs) Feeding time, we just pop out and take them by. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So how many many people are there outside? Uh, You see six. Okay. Six of them, four of you. It's not bad odds for vampires. True. I'm wondering if we should just open fire on these guys, or if we should try like the uh, like a persuade type deal. Yep. I don't know either. I've never been a vampire I mean, before, so I don't know. Yeah, right. I'll give you, fair, I'll give you warning. These guys are sec- second inquisition, so they're not going to be persuaded to stop. They once they see you, they'll realize who you are, and they'll start firing. Oh, okay. Okay. All right. So no hiding. This is just an all-out brawl. Right. Well, let's uh, let's bust the cap, then. All right. So as the limousine pulls up, the second Inquisition is alerted to your presence. They all turn, pull out their weapons, and uh, let's go into initiative. Ooh, how do we do that? D20? So, no... Uh, this one's not as fun as rolling. Uh, your initiative will be calculated based on your composure plus your awareness. Oh, composure? Okay. Composure will be one of your attributes, and awareness will be a skill. So if you don't have any dots in one of those, then uh, it would be zero on that. Is one stronger than the other, or is it just straight up three plus three is six? Three plus three is six. All right, well, I only got three. Okay, so we got Sam at a three. Hope. Five. Five. Emerson. Five. Okay, we'll break the tie here in a second. Zacharias. Five. (laughs) Five. Everyone has so much more composure than me. (laughs) 
Alright, so to break the tie, you'll just roll a single die. And whoever has the highest number would go first, and then so on. Are we doing D10? Yeah, D10. Okay. Uh, Keith wins. So, our initiative order will go Emerson, then Pope, then Zacharias, the Inquisitors. Oh, they get to go before you. And then Sam. Uh, well, it's the Inquisitors, and then the ghoul that drove us, and then some lady across the street, and then me. Anybody else, if they show up. Then <laughs> Sage all the way back, the Red Star. And then, <laughs> and then two random squirrels that were in a tree. <laughs> all right, so Emerson, what would you like to do? All right, so if they're on the other side of the road and we pulled up in the whip, so I guess we're not on their side, right? Or I can get out of the door on the other side so that I can use the car as a guard? Uh, yeah, you could. Okay, yeah. so I'm going to do that. So I'm going to get out on this side that's protected from me, and I guess uh, I'm going to fire my gun at these six people. All right. Uh, so which one are you aiming at? So we've got um, so we've got Toby Nicholson. He's 21. Looks so like he's a police officer. We got like backstories and everything. <laughs> yeah, a little bit here. We got Gabriella Osorio. Um, she just looks like a nice girl. She's 27. This is, this is getting sad. Uh, <laughs> right. Carrie Aldano, he's 41. He seems to be like the leader of this group. How many kids does uh, he have? What you <laughs> that one doesn't say about kids. Uh, yeah, Father Avery, he's a priest. Um, he's 65. Oh my God. Uh, Rudy Caballero, uh, looks like he's another cop. And, uh, Pat Goriti is 24. Looks like another cop. Uh, I guess I'll go after the, the main guy since I can, in my heart, be like, okay, well, he's a leader, so he should go down. Very good. You can tell he's the leader because he's the one carrying the machine gun. See, yeah. Cool. Okay. I'll, I'll, I'll make these other ones shoot like the little, the little girl and the young guy and the old, old guy with. He just, re- like, he's, he's about to retire tomorrow. You know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, like, yeah, this is last day before he retires, so. <laughs> okay. What is the retirement age of the priests? I don't know. <laughs> Whenever they're called to retire. Fair. Or what? Never mind. I'm not going to finish that. All right, let's go. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So you are shooting this guy, so you'll be rolling uh, firearms plus composure against his attack. Okay. Firearms plus my composure. Okay. And uh, I believe I rolled three successes and I have a plus two on firearm damage. Okay, so that'll be on the damage, not on your uh, your roll. Oh no. That's a lot of successes. Mm-hmm. That hurts. <laughs> okay, so you rolled two successes and I rolled six successes. Okay, I rolled a success that has a double star thing, though. Unfortunately, when it's only one of them, it doesn't make it two. Are you just making up stuff um, now? <laughs> no. 
So, so with the critical success there, it just counts as a, as a success right now. If you had two of those critical critical successes, it would count as four. But with just one, it's just a single success. Okay. Well, I died, so good luck. Not necessarily. Did so was was this the machine gun guy that just wrecked shop over Emerson, or was it somebody else? It was the machine gun guy. Um, but we'll say that he saw you about to fire and, uh, he dodged out of the way. So his wasn't an attack. This was a dodge. Oh, okay. Thank the Lord. So he, he rolled out of the way. Okay. Did a little, little army roll? Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> Tell he's been doing this a while. <laughs> All right. Next up is Pope. Okay. So Pope sees that, um... We didn't do any damage whatsoever against the main dude. Mm-hmm. Um, so he is also going to shoot at this guy. Okay. Um, so it's firearms plus composure. This time he will be firing back. Figured. Ooh, I get a little beastie. Okay, so you got three successes, four successes because of the hunger success. But it's just a regular success. Uh, and mine is four successes, so we have a tie. Uh-oh. So no damage to either one. Hmm. We both dodged. Okay. This would be a case where Pope would say, I ain't shooting worth shit. <laughs> <laughs> Zacharias. All right, so Zacharias is going to, I guess, shoot at... Um. Let's try the priest then. Maybe he's a little slower and not as uh, quick on his feet. Okay. So, you know, hop out of the car and brap, brap, brap. I mean, apparently we're, we're firing muskets, so you have to, like, <laughs> <Man>. reload <laughs> between each shot. This, is that right? I only rolled two dice? No, you rolled four. Right, but two of them were because of my hunger. Right. Well, yeah, two of them got replaced. Uh, did you roll firearm plus composure? Yes. Yeah, he did. Okay. okay. So with your four dice, you got one success. And uh, with my four dice, I got two successes. So you would take one superficial damage as Father Avery fires a shotgun at you. Oh, you got got by the old man. Right. There'd be a bunch of dead baby vamps on this lawn. <laughs> this is their population control. There's like, to send them to the Inquisition. They'll just die <laughs> in the front of it. It'll be fine. <laughs> All right. Uh, next up <laughs> is the Inquisitors. <laughs> that really got me. Okay. <laughs> this could go so poorly. The leader guy is going to fire first because he's the leader. Oh. The way you said that, I thought they were going to, like, throw a grenade or something behind the car. Right? <laughs> they got rocket launchers. We're <laughs> <laughs> ah, <we're> screwed! <laughs> one of the, they don't have all One that. of the six was on top of the building with the rocket launcher looking down on <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So he is going to fire at Emerson, because you fired first. Okay. You can beat it, Emerson. Come on. So what do I roll to combat yours? Uh, roll your same attack again. Okay, so firearms plus composure. Mm-hmm. So he has rolled two successes. <clears throat> oh. oh. 
Oh, there we go. And we got two criticals on there. Uh, so not only does that count as four, so that's five, six successes, one of those being a critical success on a hunger die as well. Uh-oh. Hunger die. <laughs> <laughs> did I just let the so piece come out? You did. In the process of firing this time, your eyes glow red and you fire directly down this submachine gun's barrel and this thing just explodes on this guy. Heck yeah. That's Not only does it kill him with all the damage that you did, it takes out two of the others as well, Woo! standing next to him. Oh, dang. All that Call of Duty when I was young, it, it's paid off <laughs> right now, you know what I mean? <laughs> and you take a stain on your humanity no! <laughs> for the beast coming out. Dang it. Uh, it's worth it, though. Three deaths for one stain. That's Sometimes true. you gotta get a little nasty. <laughs> That's right. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Alright, I'm stained. Alright. Next up, one of the well, the only remaining police officer left. He will fire at Pope. Okay. I rolled four successes on this attack with his handgun. Pope, what you got? Well, let's fire and see. Bam. Oh, uh oh, oh, Emerson, you're not alone. You're not alone. Well, luckily, well, it's not a total failure. So the beast, you know, bestial failure thing doesn't really come into play here. Ah. But you did get three successes to his four. So you would take three points of superficial damage. So remember, that's rounded. It's halved, rounded up. So that would actually end up only being two points. So you mark two little slashes on your health track. Okay, so superficial. I thought it was the difference. Nope. It is, but because he's using a handgun, he gets plus two to the damage. Oh, so oh I see. So there's one difference, plus two is three. Gotcha. And gotcha. You're, since it's superficial damage, it's halved, so it'll be 1.5, rounded up to two. Okay, so we got a damaged vampire here. Uh, next up, Father Avery is going to fire at Zacharias. Uh oh, he's already got me once. Shotgun. Is it a double barrel or one of those pump jobs? Mm, it's one of the pump action. You can't take too much time reloading the shotgun when you're fighting vampires. <laughs> and it also looks cool when you do the chuk chuk and it flips yeah. out. Mm -hmm. <laughs> All right, I got two critical successes there, so that makes four. Yo, and two successes on my end, so. Mm hmm. <laughs> so that means he beats you by two. Plus, he's using a shotgun, which is plus three damage, so that is five superficial damage. Remember, it's halved and then rounded up. Three. Mm hmm. Where are you at on that health track? So you told me to mark one last time. Mm -hmm. Should I have marked three last time? No. I already did math and stuff on that one. Okay. So on my health track, I have four filled up. Okay. You, you just have a single slash on those, right? Correct. Yeah, they shouldn't be darkened. Yeah. They're just slashed. 
So you're only on, you're still su- on superficial damage right now. Yep. Okay. And then the last one that's still remaining is the young girl. Uh, she does not have a gun though, so she whips out a butterfly knife and starts running toward you guys. Oh, honey, no. <laughs> oh, honey. This, this little pretty little thing's bringing a toad sticker to a, to a knife fight. This is gonna be fun. It's a toad sticker. <laughs> that little thing she's carrying. Stick toads with. Oh. No. You, okay. <laughs> toad toad sticker. <laughs> you, you thought he said toe sticker, didn't you? Like uh, I did. Like what Gary got. Like, what Gary got like earlier. A wasp yeah. <laughs> like a wasp. Yeah. <laughs> oh. That waspy coming back. <laughs> Gary's like too soon. Too soon. Too soon. <laughs> He's going to kill all of us now. <laughs> Still in there. He's like. He's like, she busts out and says she's Katana, so she busts out these <laughs> slicing fans and cuts all your heads off. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so she she runs up towards Sam. Sam? The closest one to her. Sam is just minding his business. He, he isn't even in this fight yet. <laughs> well, now it's your turn. Alright, so he sees uh, this lady coming up on him. Uh, coming at him with a knife. So, you know what? I also have a knife. So, what <laughs> I'm going to do... So, I'm about to get into a knife fight with this lady. Alright then. So, uh, I know we've already talked about guns, but what do I roll for a knife fight? For a knife, you would roll um, melee and strength. And do the rest of us just, like, circle around you guys and scream, Fight! 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 <laughs> so, melee plus strength. <laughs> it's two successes. Okay. She's about to stab you. Let's see how she does. She does get to roll more dice than you. She's get like... She got, like, 30. <laughs> right? She's got five. See, that's practically 30. It's, like, six away. Okay, so she does... She gets two more successes than you. She gets plus one for the knife, so that is three superficial damage. Which half is just two superficial damage, right? Yes. This little girl is really good with a knife. I so thought I was a question. Um, on my sheet, it says my attack is six. Does that mean that I'm using brawl? That's when you're using your feral weapons, which means your hands are basically claws at that point. But when you're using a firearm, it's five, I believe. Right, right. Okay, so that's one round of combat. Back to the top of the round with Emerson. Okay, um, I would like to look around and see if there's any more people that have noticed we're fighting or that are coming to us or if I can see anything else. Uh, let's do an awareness and wits. Okay. Roll for that. Two successes. You don't see anybody else. Okay. Um, I guess I'll try to shoot the lady. Um, am I that good that I can... Is she, is she in a position where I can shoot her and not uh, be able to hit Sam? Or how does that work? Um, well, one way you could ensure that is to use your Auspex ability to heighten your senses. Okay. 
So yeah, let's use my discipline then um, for the heightened okay. sensibility. So go ahead and make a rouse check. Okay. Okay. So you are fine. You use a little bit of your blood, but it does not increase your hunger. Perfect. Okay. So with these heightened senses, I would like to shoot at the knife lady. Perfect. Go ahead and fire. Okay. Bar arms plus composure. See what we get. All right. Looks like three successes. Three successes. If she pulls out a shuriken out of her pocket and stabs me with it, I'm going to be mad. (laughs) (laughs) Her name is Kendra, and she pulls out Mr. Pointy. Oh, no. Also, I'm the one fighting her, so I'm I'm the one that's going to get stabbed in the face. Uh, uh, uh Uh-oh. All right. Only one success, and you've got three, so that's two more than her. Nice. And I have a plus two to my damage as well. So that is four damage. She is still standing, but she is very injured. There you go, Sam. Get her. <laughs> All right, Pope. Uh, there's one cop dude with a gun still? Yes, there is. How far away is he? Mm, I'd probably say he's about 20, 25 feet from me. Okay, so uh, I don't think I can close that fast enough. I'm going to go ahead and shoot him again. Okay. Uh oh. Two success. Well, four success. Actually. Those are critical successes. Yes, four of them, or two of them. But so it's four. Mm-hmm. All right. So you've got four successes because of your two criticals, and I got three successes. So you do one damage plus any extras that you may do. Uh, two extra. All right. So it's three damage on him. Yeah, he is still standing, but he is damaged. Aren't we all? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Zacharias. All right. I'm going to take another shot at Father Boomstick. (laughs) Okay. Uh Uh-oh. Ooh, four successes. see what his is. This is like Yahtzee, right? If you roll all successes, you can roll again, too. Right? (laughs) (laughs) No. All right. I only got one success, so that's three damage plus whatever you're going to do on top of that. Plus, uh, I believe it's, yeah, plus two damage. That is enough to kill Father Avery. Goodbye, Father Boomstick. <laughs> As he is dying, he yells out, Return to hell, abomination. I was just about to say, I'll see you in hell. <laughs> Don't worry, I got a scholarship. I'll be there shortly. <laughs> What'd you major in in hell? Basket weaving. Brimstone. <laughs> Elementary school teaching. Oh, boo. (laughs) (laughs) Health education. Dang. All right. It is the Inquisitor's turns. So Gabriella is going to stab out at Sam with this knife. Nobody else is close enough to her to stab. She sees Father Avery fall and yells out, I won't fail, I promise. She didn't do too badly. No. Uh, what do I roll against? I'm sorry. Um, if you're trying to stab back at her, it'd be the melee and uh, strength. And strength. We tied. Oh. Ah, so you block her attack, and she's not able to stab you. Sam tried to be all noble with this knife knife fight. <laughs> well, I just wanted to use it because I got it in the kitchen, like. 
long ass time ago. <laughs> and Toby is going to fire at Pope because you're the one that keeps attacking him. Mountain person. Two successes on that roll with four successes from you. Shablam. So, uh, that's a lot of damage. He did. All right. Sorry, Toby. <laughs> so is the girl the only one alive? The girl is the only one alive. We ought to take her. <laughs> Uh-oh. Sam, it is your turn. Sam is going to feed. Okay, so this will be a bite attack. Okay, so you are able to use your bite action during combat. This does work like a regular attack, but there will be a one success penalty to the kindred performing the bite. So what do I roll with it? So to bite, you'll be using brawl plus strength. Brawl plus strength. All right. See what happens. So I got two successes. Okay. And you do take a one success penalty. So that's one success. Oh, this lady is is not playing around. Boy, she does not want to get bit. Yeah, she uh not only pulls away, but she jabs you with the, the knife as she pulls away. Oof. So you take three plus one, so you take four superficial damage. So two. Yes. This lady right. is beating me up, you guys. <laughs> I'm about to get stabbed to death. <laughs> you want to use that goddamn butter knife? We're going to start calling him Swiss cheese. <laughs> well, he's feeling remorseful for killing someone before, so he doesn't want to <laughs> kill anybody this time. Emerson, on the other hand, it's your turn. <laughs> Emerson is bloodthirsty, so he's going he's gonna to shoot her again. All right. Roll that firearm attack. Oh. His gun's uh, locking up on him. <laughs> what is what is with this chick? She is wily. Does she get extra strength because she's the last one? <laughs> Her physical skills are five, so that's what I'm rolling. <laughs> Did we stumble upon the Slayer? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I told you, this is Kendra. <laughs> okay, with... So that's five successes to your two. So she, like, she flings that knife at you. Okay. And it hits you. Dramatic style. Yeah. Mm, sweet. So you take four superficial damage, so two damage. Got it. Well, I tried to help you, Sam. Pope. She's kicking the crap out of me. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least she can't stab you anymore. Pope says... There has got to be a better way. And he runs over there and he's going to actually do a bite as well. Okay. He said, let me, let me step in and show you how it's done. <laughs> oh, no. Uh-oh. You actually wind up biting Sam. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Sam. She's wily. Wait. So... What does that mean? Because she did roll a critical success, but only one success. So it's a tie. So no damage to either party. Okay. So we just rolling around the ground. Mm-hmm. Like a slayer would do. 
Alright, Zacharias, can you take her out? Man, I don't know. Um, Zacharias just leaves. Yeah. You can take her out on a date, maybe, but not kill her. Jesus. <laughs> what, uh... I mean, can I can I shoot into the melee that's happening and be okay? I mean, yeah. Just don't get a bestial failure. Okay. Oh, that's it? That's all I gotta do? Mm-hmm. Yep. No, let's trust his rolls. Let's go. Because it works so well, usually. Hmm. You don't think I should? Go for it. Let's do it. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> uh, it's another tie, so she uh, dives out of the way. <laughs> <laughs> you really did find the Slayer here, apparently. Man. Uh, it's her turn again, uh, so she is going to run over to Emerson, because Emerson has her knife, because she threw it. Binder, out of binders, keepers, get away from me. <laughs> So now she is going to punch you in the face before getting her knife back. Ouch. Don't mess with the Slayer. <laughs> okay, and what do I need to roll to try to make her not hit me in the face? Uh, are you going to try to shoot her as she runs up, or are you going to like try to punch her back? Or um, what's your plan? Yeah, my uh, melee is zero, so I think I'm going to try to do the pow-pow before she gets to me. All right, so earlier you're saying firearms and composure? There you go. Woo! So three successes against my one, and you shoot her directly in the head as she is running towards you. <laughs> and I am crying in the corner because I got beat the hell up. <laughs> By a slayer. <laughs> her, her hands were everywhere. <laughs> so Emerson... Has bagged himself a slayer. Woo! I take her, I take her, uh, your butterfly knife out of my like chest, and I put it in my pocket for later. No, oh, you have to lick it first, though. Okay, I lick it a little bit. Okay. All right. So you have killed all of the inquisitors that are here. That van is still there. Uh, the door is open on the van. You can see that they've got all the like surveillance equipment and stuff in there. Let's take a look inside this van. So, yeah, that's where I would go, you know, I would think, hey, let's look inside this van, but I'm really afraid that they've got self-destruct stuff on there, and I think that's just, like, my paranoia, so he's gonna hold, you know, he's gonna let everybody else look at the van. Okay. All right. Well, uh, I'm the technology guy, I guess, so I'll run up and try to figure out what's in it. Okay, uh, so give me a technology plus intelligence roll. Oh, you dude, this is not poked, seriously. <laughs> Three successes on that. Uh, so as you're going through this van, you see surveillance equipment, cameras, monitors, long-range microphones, huge tangle of wires and batteries. And you also see a few hard drives. So you take some time going through some of these hard drives to figure out what's on them. Until you find the one that you are looking for. You see most of the same stuff that you saw in the video before. The stuff that you remember and you know about. But you also see some stuff that you hadn't seen before. You see the same Inquisitors that you had just defeated. Carrying you into the freezer. 
staked. Removing the stake. Feeding you blood, probably from an animal. Setting up the dead body among the animal carcasses. Then they leave for a few minutes before you wake up. But right before you start to wake up, you see them lead a familiar face into the freezer. It's Parker. He seems nervous. Like someone who's on their first day on the job. Your man Parker? It's my boy. So he was in the in the freezer with us? No, he's one of them. Oh, that's sad. Oh, peaches? Let's start calling him peaches. Because <laughs> Parker County peaches. So what do y'all think of that? I think I've been lied to, and I, he, he must die. Oh. <laughs> Feeling that bloodlust already? Thanks. Dude, I just killed several people, and now I'm ready to go. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, the third night of your existence as a kindred, your unlife has come to an end. You have survived. For now. You have more knowledge about your condition, and you're a little wiser. You're feeling a part of your humanity has been shaken, but you are far from consumed by your beast. You see ahead of you a difficult path. You have to feed, secure territory, make allies and enemies, choose a faction, or try to survive on your own. You understand that you depend on the rest of your coterie. As daybreak approaches, you realize that tomorrow will be the first night of the rest of your unlife. You may want to make the best of it. And thus concludes our Vampire the Masquerade story. <laughs> we did it. We did it. Also, Parker, you snake in the grass. Man. <laughs> when, when Pope finds him, he's going feral. Right. So what did you guys think of Vampire the Masquerade? Uh, it's fun. I yeah, it. it's pretty cool. I liked it. It relies on storytelling more than, than you know. I mean, we didn't roll for initiative. We didn't uh, have like five foot rolls and, and all that other stuff, which I think let the story breathe a little bit. It, it gave us more um, license. Mm -hmm. And the, uh, the, the fighting was really quick. Right. Is this... Uh game that you could see yourself playing through like a full uh, campaign. So what I would like to see from it is leveling up because mm -hmm. in Pathfinder or D and D you get that satisfaction of, Oh, I get to do this now. I have these powers now or, you know, uh, but I didn't necessarily feel that with this one. Well, yeah, this is a introductory one and it was all, as the same level. Um, so do leveling get... up, leveling up would be a thing that happens. You would get experience points. Um, this one isn't designed to give me how many experience points you would get. Um, By points, do we get to add them to any skill or attribute? So to level up, things are on like a point buy system. So different things cost different amount of points. Gotcha. So okay. Something's... Some things may cost three points for you to level up. Some things may cost six or seven for you to level up. Gotcha. See, I think I might like that better. Mm -hmm. Got a little bit more you, say of what you level up. That's kind of cool. Mm -hmm. So you you design your character how you want. It's not, you know, trapped by 
this is what happens when sorcerers level up, or this is what happens when barbarians level up. It's you right. can you can put nuance into it. Exactly. Okay. Yeah, no, that was fun. I really liked that game, and the, the yeah the the die rolls that was seemed really simple. Um, I would I would play again. So I would I would love to do an actual chronicle of this, like for Vampire the Masquerade, they call instead of a campaign, they call a full length story a chronicle. I would love to play through one, but have you like create your own characters from scratch. So maybe not continuing this storyline, but right, create your own characters. I can see that. Uh, I will use a different accent than whatever the hell I just just did. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> That was pretty good. But all in all, it was a great game. A great game. Uh, I guess. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. <laughs> happy Halloween. Uh, li- yeah. Listeners, if you want us to uh, go through Vampire the Masquerade, write in and let us know. If not, write in and let us know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if we don't hear from anybody, we'll assume that y'all didn't like it and we may not, you know. Record it, but we may just play it on our own. We'll see. Or I may have to find a way to get Pope into a normal campaign. You I know a way, him. but it 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 requires killing a, a cat. So, <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, we will see you guys next time on Die by the Sword podcast. Bye, guys. Thanks, Bye. everybody. Bye.